time to take care of business, folks. It's Thursday, 4 p.m. Central. It's January 24th, which means it's time for Pillars of Franchising. I'm Fred McMurray, and I'm here with Ray Pillar. Ray, how are we doing today? Oh, we're doing pretty good. Uh, we got a little snow. Well, not much, about six inches. And it's still snowing out here, and it's it's a balmy 23 degrees. But we're expecting a, a little cold weather uh, tomorrow. It's supposed to be a high of 8 and a low of 7, I think, below zero. So just a, a little bit of cold weather. So for How are you doing out there in, in, in a sunny California? It's, it's, it's well, before we go there, I'll, I'll tell you in a second, but for our listeners who – are not familiar with the Midwest. What's snow? Snow? It's, yes. It's white, and it's it's beautiful until it turns to snurt. Yeah, snurt, that wonderful black snow that's harder than diamond that stays around till May. Ah, yes, I miss it. <laughs> not. So you ask about here, it's gorgeous. Um, it, it's perfect. Well, I consider it perfect hoodie weather. The sun is just uh, golden on the Pacific, and it's a blue sky, and I see people walking past out front in, in shorts on. And, and uh, yeah, it's – and actually here, because we had three, four weeks of rain, um, everything's green for once. It's not its normal gray or brown. So it's gorgeous out here. Well, I'll, I'll try not to feel sorry for you. That's okay. fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we we love talking about weather, don't we? Most people in the West don't yeah. understand it because it's always this way. But, you know, sometimes I don't mind coming back every once in a while, as long as I don't stay too long. So who's our guest today, Ray? Well, we have uh, our guest is Michael Sobel, and he is the owner of Mark Your Space, which I probably should let him explain what Mark Your Space is. How are well, you doing, Michael? What, I'm doing great. Yeah. Thanks a lot for asking. Where are you, Michael? We're in the lovely city of Chicago. We're out in the western burbs, so we're pretty close to the city. And so, therefore, you have the wonderful white stuff that Ray does. Uh, we, I do. And on Saturday, I'm going to be at a ski jumping competition. I bet you can't see that out in California now, can you? Well, actually, if you go up in the mountains, you can. <laughs> see, Californians don't like to have anything True. other than sun. They just go up into the mountains where it's There snowing. you go. So where are you going ski jumping? I'm not going to be jumping. Uh, the Nord oh. Ski Jump uh, here locally uh, out near Huntley or Cary, Illinois, has a uh, yearly competition there. So it's always a lot of fun. I mean, you get the tailgate so, at a ski jumping event. Uh, and there are ski bunnies there, right? Of course. To keep you warm. All right. I can get that. Of course. I can dig that. Yes. I can dig that. So mark your space. Is that a franchise? Uh, it is technically a business opportunity. Uh, you buy your opportunity from a company called Sign World. Sign World provides you with your equipment, sales training, 
uh, equipment training and ongoing sales training for as long as you'd like, as long as, as well as a network of other owners throughout the country that are, quite honestly, some of the most helpful people I've ever met. Sounds like a franchise, doesn't it, Ray? It does. So what does it cost to not be a franchise? Uh, so when I purchased my opportunity, it was about 145. My understanding is that's closer to 200 now. Uh, 200. That's $145 or $145,000? Uh, $1,000. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but that, that includes a lot, I would imagine. Uh, it includes, uh, yeah, it does. It includes uh, the equipment you need to start. Uh, it includes a real estate attorney to help you find a good spot uh, to open up, and they'll review, you know, all of your leases and help you negotiate them, and uh, a bunch of other stuff. Fantastic. Okay, so sounds like a great opportunity. You, it does, and and what you've described sounds a lot like everything we hear about uh, franchise, up to and including getting the real estate attorney. So. What doesn't it have that makes it not a franchise? Uh, once you purchase your opportunity, about the only there's really about two rules. The first is you can't name your company Sign World, and you can name it anything else you want. And rule number two is you can't move into the same zip code area as another owner. That doesn't mean you can't do business in there. That just means you can't move your physical location there. So are there, with franchisees, uh, Ray pays his, what is it, yearly, monthly, quarterly franchise fee, Ray? Weekly. Weekly. Weekly, yes. Okay. Do you pay a weekly, daily, monthly, quarterly, decadely? There are no royalties. No royalties. <laughs> no royalties, no franchise fees, none of that. You're on your own, though, for, you know, your own marketing budget, you know, whereas with a, a franchise, the franchise might do the national marketing. Um, that becomes your responsibility. So, he doesn't have Ray's weekly franchise fee, but he also doesn't get Ray's weekly marketing help. Is that it? Um, so, yeah, that's the gist of it. Okay, so we've now figured out when a franchise is not a franchise, but it sounds like a franchise. Go for it, Ray. Well, one of the, uh, if not... Uh, how should I say, the primary reason uh, a person goes for a franchise is branding. So do you help with branding? Because uh, you mentioned that you can name it anything you want except what you said. Except for Sign World, yes. So right. my company does help people brand. Uh, that is absolutely what we do. We obviously aren't getting branding help from the father company, whatever you want to call, you know, where we got our opportunity from. Because they're not doing any of that national advertising. They're not building a brand for that purpose. So we're not, like, 
a sign company that might be a franchise like Signorama or Fast Signs. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Uh, one, of, one of the big things uh, about having a franchise is is the branding. Uh, uh, nobody asks for uh, when they want facial tissue, they don't say, pass me a facial tissue. They say, pass me a Kleenex. And uh, in, in the case of my particular franchise, uh, they're very particular about the colors and the shape of the letters and where you put the logo and, and things like that. So that's extremely important. And uh, as you can imagine, we, we, we need to keep it pure. And we, we look at we look at uh, other companies who sometimes try to emulate that uh, our logo that is, and uh, we have a nice little conversation with them. But uh, I think one one of the things that, uh, that so I, 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 are you selling uh, the companies that create branding for other companies or? No, so what we do, Ray, is we help companies brand. So, for instance, you're you're with Molly Made, and yes. at least in my area, a lot of the Molly Maids brand their vehicles. So they may have graphics on them, so when their crews are running around, they have them branded. So we help companies brand by putting the vehicle, the stickers, the wraps on those cars, ensuring that you mentioned the colors have to be right. So what are the PMS colors? And that's just a fancy word for the right color. It's a definition. And we just make sure that we uh, take care of your brand. Mm-hmm. So I want to you don't want to see a Coca-Cola with a pink shade, right? Nobody wants to see I a Coca-Cola know. with a pink shade. Coca-Cola might be a little upset with that. Oh, yeah. One one comment, Ray. I never ask for a Kleenex. I usually say paper towel, but never mind that. Um, So (laughs) I just had to get that one in there because I'm like, you know, I sneeze a lot. So it's so never mind. So you help people. So like Ray's got 900 million cars that when they move out of the the parking lot, it looks kind of like a swarm of Molly made locusts. Um, moving across the, the <laughs> landscape, so you you go into like Molly Maids and wrap their cars, and and um, do you also handle like governmental agencies? We absolutely do. Uh, anywhere from you know local libraries to transportation hubs to naval bases. Oh, naval bases—that's big. Uh, okay, so you do like buses too. Well, we actually, like for the naval base, we did exterior signs on the base. Okay. So, so you we have like to see a battleship, a, a, a battleship wrapped in vibrant colors. That would be cool. I am sure that they would love that. I was thinking if they could wrap a battleship with the flames on, like, that's on the, the mobile broadcasting studio one. Um, oh, yeah looks like the kiss bus now so you could actually rewrap the 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 mobile broadcast studio one so instead of having um vibrant flames it has actually the pillars along it right absolutely yes we we can wrap just about anything hmm okay ray you have to ask a question because i cars i got a buses trucks i've wrapped a gearbox that goes inside of one of the uh 
large wind turbines that you see all over the Midwest here. So <laughs> I've even seen you wrap a refrigerator, didn't I? I have. Yes, I've done a few of them, actually. I had one client that they basically would give snacks to their client, to people who, you know, to people who bought their product a lot, and uh, they wanted to brand the refrigerator that they put those free snacks in. So we wrapped the fridge. That's pretty cool. Have you ever wrapped like an airplane, like a United airplane? So I try to stay away from airplanes because the FAA gets involved, and that's oh, just yeah. a lot of red tape. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start falling off. You. <laughs> you use red tape when the wrap starts to fall off. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> FAA's got more than enough of it. <laughs> wrap your whole plane red. So, so what? Uh, go ahead, so, Ray. Uh, you your, your company, uh, does it help? So uh, I, I started this little uh, uh, widget company locally, and uh, I want to advertise more. Do you? Uh, and I go to your sign company, one of, uh, people who have, who have not franchised from you, and uh, basically ask them, help me with branding. Do they do that? We can help you. So I've got experience. I used to work at HSBC, and I used to do branding for them. At the time, they were the world's largest bank. So I can take that experience, and I can help your small widget company with their branding. Um, you know, for those people who aren't aware, you know, what is branding? You know, it is, it's different things to different people. It's a feeling. It's an impression. It's a connection you have with a brand. If you think of, you know, the bigger brands like Apple and Google and Coca-Cola and Pepsi, you see the logo, you know who they are, and their logos necessarily don't even have their name in them, and you know instantly who it is. You know, you don't need to read Nike to know that the swoosh is Nike. So That's correct, yeah. Yeah, and so we can help you. Execute your brand strategies. So if you already have brand guidelines, we can help you execute those, and we can help you create them as well. I, I passed uh, today. I passed a competitor on the on the on the road, and uh, although the did you run off on the side? And I, well, I tried, but she didn't understand my gestures. <laughs> but uh, I noticed. Uh, I noticed that, uh, I, I, as an example, on, on our cars, uh, we have a, a, a dark blue car with bright pink lettering. Don't ask me the number of the pink, but it's bright. <laughs> but uh, it's definitely, you can see it from about three blocks away. So I passed this car, and it's a light blue car with dark blue lettering. <laughs> Although the letters were big, and I could read it when I got next to it, I couldn't. You wouldn't be able to read it, you know, I'd say a half a block away. So mm-hmm. I know I notice a lot of uh, uh, people, uh, small businesses that are getting these magnetic signs, and they try to stick so much information on the sign that you can't read it until you rip the magnet off the side of the car and stick it one foot in front of your face. <laughs> So well, here, I, I'll tell you what, you, uh, and Fred, Fred will appreciate you know this. What I'm I call at, that right? word vomit. <laughs> I call okay. that word I'm vomit. Glad, I'm glad um, you, you have a word for it. 
Yeah, we have a word for that. We call it word vomit. We uh, try to educate our clients in any case never to have word vomit. Um, simply, we have three rules when it comes to wraps. If, if we're designing a wrap, the first rule is I need to get your attention. So I have to make you look for some reason. And then you need to know why, what am I looking at, and then how do I get a hold of you. And that's it. I, I don't need. If you're a plumber, I don't need to know that you do you know, back valve pressure testing. You know, just mm-hmm. isn't necessary. You're a plumber. You should be, if people are searching out a plumber, they should be, you know, they know why they're searching a plumber out. And, uh, yeah, and that's another thing. I, I, I pass by vehicles. I, I, I guess uh, I'm becoming more market marketing. <laughs> Say the M word. Savvy. And that word comes down. <laughs> the M word. And yeah. one of the things that kind of, you know, uh, it ticks me off a little bit is they'll have this beautiful wrap on their vehicle and it, it'll say like Jake's, okay, or Jake's Incorporated. And then as I pull next to them at a stoplight, I say, what do they do? <laughs> it's not on there anywhere. It doesn't say anything. It may have their phone number. It just says Jake's Incorporated. So there's there's a lot to marketing. And I think my point is you need to get all those elements out. And and I, and I think a company like yours uh, would help with the marketing. Uh, but some of these sign companies that the smaller companies go to, is it's, absolutely, it's ridiculous what they try to put on the side of their cars. Well, you know, I, there's, there's two parties to blame for that. There's, A, a sign company that might not know how to brand or help their client brand. But sometimes the owner's don't trust the experts and they do what they want. Um, I try not to word vomit, but I can't tell you that I've never put word vomit on a car or a truck. You know, if the owner insists, the owner insists. I do my so, best yeah. to educate. <laughs> as, as anybody in marketing does, that's all we can do. Um, so you do signs, you do wraps, do you do magnets? I try not to, <laughs> but yes, we do magnets. Yeah, I see a lot magnets. of them on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, um, I, and uh, in all honesty, it's not a great solution. They have a tendency to uh, fly off, uh, yeah. as well as they're not really. It, that's not really a great impression, right? So you're, if you're branding something, if you see a vehicle that's wrapped, so you see a work van, right? That that's been wrapped like ABC, I think plumbing is one you probably see nationally. It's that green and blue color scheme. That's wrapped. That's branding. Now imagine if I just took a 12 by 24 magnet that said ABC plumbing and text with a phone number and a website on it in black text. What good is that? Like what kind of image are you portraying with that? Yep. That's, that's boring. <laughs> boring yeah. and cheap. Yeah. Right? So uh, yeah. I think it is about it is time. that time. Yes, Ray. Very good, man. <laughs> You're getting really good at that. So we want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting our show. Uh, Mission Mike Bowler, uh, 
remind our listeners that they can either send questions in via the website at www.pillarsoffranchising.com or they can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. However, if this isn't Thursday the 24th, then you can't call in. Just You'll have to wait for the next show. And now a word from one of our sponsors. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest-reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. So, uh, uh, Franchise Consulting Company just finished their first ever uh, FCC consulting conference in Cuba, and Mr. Nick Nianakis, uh, the CEO of Franchise Consulting Company, has said he'll be back on the show and to tell us all about what it was like in Cuba. And from what I've heard, the Cuban cigar stores, even though I probably shouldn't smoke them anymore, were awesome. So, right back to you. So, uh, yeah, our, our, my mascot is uh, letting herself be known. So if you hear a barking, you'll know that uh, things are happening over here. So anyway, um, <laughs> getting, back, <laughs> getting back to what we were talking about. Uh, so were any of those uh, uh, cigars branded? In Cuba, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, I I was chatting with Holly A. Ford, who sent us a new clip today, um, which we'll play later. Um, she said that they were great, but I don't think she got me one. Which, like I said, I probably shouldn't be smoking Cuban cigars now, anyways. But one, well, it might kill well, me. It, but it, it'd be it, if no. you're amongst gentlemen and you say, "Pass me a Cuban." I don't think they mean the gentleman standing in the corner. So it's kind of branding, isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I would have no problem somebody giving me a Cuban cigar with a, you know, their label, their, their name on the label. Um, I would think it'd be very cool, but I'm doubting that really happens much because those got to be expensive. So, Mike, yeah. why did you go into um, this type of company? What was it that really made you want to uh, buy a branding sign company? So back in 2008, when the financial crisis happened, uh, HSBC laid off about 6,000 people in one day, me being one of them. And the financial industry shrank about 50%. And I was left looking for a job and not finding any. And uh, I wanted to, after about a year looking, I said, you know what? I always wanted to start my own company. Let's do it. 
So uh, I started investigating the opportunity through a consultant, um, similar to franchise consulting companies, and okay. they helped uh, guide me into something like this. All right. So, so how did – go ahead, Ray. I'm just curious. How many units do you have? Uh, just the one. Oh, okay. We, uh, we, okay. Yeah, we serve uh, the entire nation, so all 48 uh, the lower states. So mm-hmm. there's no need to have a location like in other states. Okay. All right, so my question was this of uh, – now I lost a stupid question. Um, Bray, go for it. Kill me there. <laughs> Tumble. Me. Lateral. Telling me there. I, now I gotta go back. Stupid heart attack. Brain's gone. What can I say? No. No. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. So you said you used a, um, a franchise slash business opportunity consultant. Uh, How did you find that person? I mean, did you look in the yellow uh, pages? You know, it was kind find of them? a random finding on LinkedIn, quite honestly. And uh, we first connected six months earlier, and I. Flat out told them, yeah, I'm not really interested. And, you know, a couple months later, I ended up uh, touching base back with them through our messages on LinkedIn. And next thing you know, here I am. Interesting. So was he part of a larger group, like a friend net or something like more of like franchise consulting company? Or was he uh, uh, his own his own type of franchise consulting company? Uh, no, he was with uh, a national company. Uh, okay. I think on, if you want me to tell you to say the name, I can. Entrepreneur's <laughs> Source. Okay, I know who they are. Correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ray and I have become fluent in many of them. <laughs> yeah, we're okay with na- dropping names. Hey, yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll know what I'm learn. So let me get this straight. You started your own little company right which is maybe not little any longer but uh have you thought about franchising or non-franchising your 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 company to spread out so the thoughts have definitely crossed my mind uh we have kind of started i want to say maybe maybe we have a two or three percent start on that you know the first one of the biggest things when you get a franchise is to get all the procedures you know Mm -hmm. the best way to do things and so we, we've got some foundation, and, and it may be something that I pursue in the future, but it's not, it's not on the dashboard right now. Uh, but it's always a like background you a little, yeah, you, you have a little niche there, and you're uh, going to be helping uh, people uh, design their branding. You know, that's, uh, that's a big thing for a small company. And you've got a good name, too. I mean, I can yeah. mark your space of L.A. and New York and Glendale mm-hmm. Heights. And, I mean, I like the name. That's a, you know, <laughs> that'd be a franchisable name. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely a cool yeah. name. And my business cards are even cooler than my name. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Ray, your question. <laughs> so... Um, can can you name a few companies that you've helped? Let me put it that way, so be, people sure, can get some absolutely. perspectives on, on your on your business. 
Yeah, yeah. So one of uh, our largest clients is Kone Elevator and Escalator. They're an international uh, company that builds elevators for buildings anywhere from three to 150 floors. Um, and any time that they open up a sales office, they close a sales office, they relocate a sales office or build a new building, we do the branding for them both on the exterior of the building as well as the interior of the building. One of the reasons that they keep us on board is because we manage everything for them and they trust us to enforce their brand guidelines because each of these facilities is run by somebody else uh you know a, a particular you know owner not owner of each facility but a manager of each facility and that sometimes they'll want to go a little off the reservation and i uh they trust me to keep them in line when it comes to the branding Enforcing the, the brand is very important because it can it can get diluted very quickly, um, and I you know I found myself trying to dilute the brand a little bit when in creating some uh, advertising for myself, and of course I went for approval and it got turned down um, simply because they wanted to keep the brand pure, and mm-hmm. uh, with very good reason, and, and at, at that time. I didn't really understand it, but I I definitely do now. So it's extremely important. Yeah, I mean, just to put it in perspective, you know, Apple's worth like a trillion dollars right now, and, and they say that just the brand itself is worth at least 180 to 220 billion of those dollars. Wow. Well, like not being of value. Uh, see, when someone says Apple to me. I, I still think of the crunchy thing that I have sitting at my desk. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm just not an Apple person. <laughs> I, I'm not either, but I'm, a vast majority of the public is. Yes, I know. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, don't start me there. Just don't start me. That would be bad. Just so bad. Bad, 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 bad. <sighs> So, Fred, oh. who else is a really good brander in your eyes? Who else does a great job branding? For uh, to me, one of the best brands is Starbucks, um, mm. because it's the to me for branding. Uh, once saw at one of the chamber events in uh, in the Western Burbs. Uh, I think it was uh, um, uh, Eddie – he had been CEO of McDonald's before he and somebody else went off and uh, started their own hamburger chain. And there's one in uh, Yorktown Mall, I think, Um, Dave and Eddie's, Eddie's and Dave, something like that. Um, And what he said was that a brand is the – uh, expectation of uh, ex- expectation of the experience that a person has, and when I look at uh, Starbucks, I while many hate them, um, I look at it and see that I've been in Starbucks on a couple of different uh, continents and in multiple different countries, and my user experience is always the same. Uh, if I go in and uh, I have that uh, non-fat, no-whip 
mocha, it pretty much tastes the same everywhere. I know that I'm going to get Wi-Fi, and these days I also know I'm going to see large numbers of homeless uh, encamped outside and inside. <laughs> and uh, sorry, that was um, – never mind. So that's, a, that's actually a – you know, and that's actually how they damaged their brand in making yeah. uh, decisions. But trying to, you be, know, they, yeah, trying to be PC. Um, so to me, they, they, they are a great example of what a brand, uh, what successful branding does because everybody in the world knew them. Um, and, and you always knew you'd walk in, you knew what you were going to get and it was going to taste the same pretty much everywhere. Um, so to me, they are actually one of the, the, um, great brands that I've seen, or at least, uh, great examples of how branding should be done. Um, that yeah. and Molly Mae. Yeah. We love Molly Mae. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Well, the nice thing about Molly Mae, it, it has what we do in the name. So it, it's, although I have, you know, I've, I've talked to people and I said, well, I, I own a Molly Mae franchise and they say, oh, what do they do? <laughs> and... <laughs> You take a deep breath and explain it. Anyway, uh, I'm going to throw a, a brand at you and uh, tell me if you recognize it. Hey, Culligan, man. Absolutely. Now, that was uh, taught in marketing, uh, many marketing classes for a long time as being uh, uh, one of the premier brands uh, in this country. And uh, yeah. I, I haven't heard that in a while, though. What's happened to it, do you know? Well, I think part of it's just people got have gotten away from the people delivering us something to them. Uh other than Amazon, mm-hmm. like we don't have milkmen anymore, you know, that drop off eggs and orange juice and milk and you know, things of that nature. Companies like Schwantz are starting to make a little comeback in that area, but mm-hmm. we kind of got mm-hmm. away from that because there's so many other ways to fulfill our I need something immediately. Uh, notion. Interesting um, you mentioned Amazon and um, not that I want to talk about them, but one of the brands that was a an American staple from um, back in the 1800s, Sears. Um, the Sears mm-hmm. brand used to be pretty much everything that the uh, the per, a buyer needed whether it was in a store or in the, um, you know, by a mail order catalog. Um, and yet they're, they keep just about going in uh, to bankruptcy because nobody wants to go in and, and shop there. And when branding, you can have a great brand, but if you don't keep it up, it will die. Well, they didn't evolve. You know, they were one of the companies mm-hmm. that didn't evolve. You know, they, it's just like the buggy whip, you know, they, if you, if you don't evolve and move on to the next product, newspapers did a poor job of evolving. Uh, they didn't see that everything was going to the internet somehow. I don't know how they didn't see that, but they didn't and refused to get away from printing. So there's a lot of businesses that didn't, or a lot of industries that did not capitalize on that. And, uh, it is, ask Kodak. Kodak oh, should yeah. own the camera market. You mm, know, but they don't. 
uh, Timex. John Cameron mm-hmm. Swayze for Timex. You can stick it anywhere. Yet no one buys yep. a Timex watch anymore. Keeps a lick on licking and keeps on ticking. Keeps on keeps ticking. On ticking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a but quick see, break but here. But see how long that brand has survived? It's gone, but that brand uh-huh. has survived. Yeah. Well, that's I'll, true. I'll, I'll that's true. bring another one that I think is still alive after this next commercial. So uh, – I want to remind everyone they can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. Or I can see you folks hanging out on the website listening. So type your questions and we'll get them answered. And now a word from a second sponsor. Hey, franchise owners. Does the marketing that corporate provides for your franchise go far enough? Do you struggle to get local clients to call or come through your door? At Mediavine Marketing, we love working with franchises like yours to personalize and localize your marketing efforts through social media sites like Facebook or Instagram, in emails to your current and past customers, with Facebook or Google ads, and whiteboard animation videos. Contact Mediavine Marketing today at 805-265-5440 or go to mediavinemarketing.com. That's 805-265-5440. Mediavine Marketing. We know franchises, and we want to help yours grow. Okay, and we're back. And like I said, the people hanging out, I can see a whole bunch of you folks hanging out on the um, PillarsOfFranchising.com website. Ask your questions, and we'll get them answered with Mike. So one of the favorite brands that I had no clue um, uh of what they were when I was a kid, but I watched them, saw them all the time watching uh, on watching WFLD Channel 32 in Chicago was Empire Carpeting, and they actually <laughs> had the, you know two three hundred exactly, and they had the old guy who um, was the the you know the front person, and I think he passed away, and they turned him into a cartoon. They did. <laughs> They actually did. They animated them. I yeah. thought that was pretty yeah. smart, but I, I, they still kind of, um, I think, got killed by Stanley Steamer. <laughs> <laughs> Who got killed by oh, somebody Bad else. humor, Fred. You're good at it. Uh, somebody's got to be bad at it or good at it, whichever it is. I'm mm-hmm. so bad, I'm good. I'm so good, I'm bad. I don't know. Something like that. So what's your favorite brand that went defunct? My favorite brand, oh, it's got to be. Uh, actually, I don't. They still may be in business. Victory Auto Wreckers, remember? Oh, so you yeah. you grew up in Chicago watching yeah. Channel Thirty Two, and uh, yeah. definitely saw or the son or Sven Gulli was pretty good too. Oh yeah, <laughs> much better than Mystery Science Three Thousand Theater. I mean that that was good, but Son of Sven Gulli, I can remember that one. Creature features, yeah. all that good stuff. Yes, folks, this has now turned into favorite old TV shows of Chicago folk. <laughs> That's okay. And yeah, nobody else gets it but us. <laughs> yeah. So where do you see – what's the next big industry that you see that's going to be a gold mine for branding and, and signage and stuff like that? The next big industry, well, you know, any, uh, honest in, it's in restaurants and franchises are kind of for branding is where I see it. 
these days we're such a service-based economy. Uh, almost all, I, I'd say most businesses these days are service-based, and you know at least the smaller businesses that aren't major manufacturers. And and so service requires branding. You got to know where to go, and you want to find something good, a good quality. You develop relationships. You have companies like Molly Made. You have companies that uh, like Grubhub, right? That deliver stuff. Mm. They brand. Now, you know, if I was Grubhub, I would do a little bit better job branding. Uh, I would maybe require their people to wear Grubhub gear when they're delivering, uh, just to reinforce the brand, uh, to show a little bit more professionalism, and you have a little bit more control. You know, kind of like how Uber controls a little bit about the cars that they allow their people to drive. Um, so I, I think the service-based economy is, is where all the opportunity is at. Hmm. Ray, any thoughts? We, we spoke a little bit about keeping up with your brand. And, uh, uh, I, I have to mention that, uh, Molly made has recently changed their brand, their logo, uh, of, I think almost 40 years, uh, which was basically picture, uh, an apron turned upside down, uh, that was the crown. That was their old logo. And, and now it's more like a lotus blossom. So it's more appealing, I think, to uh, the younger generation. Um, it, it looks a little bit more elegant. And uh, uh, they took some of the uh, lettering and changed it around, a little, little more blockier, a little bit more, more modern. So... Uh, I, do you advise people to do this? I, I know they spend a ton of money researching it. Uh, so I'm going to say sure absolutely that... I'm going to say that. Here's why. So look at the difference just in the Molly Maid logo. So the old Molly Maid logo is really mm-hmm. what a maid would have worn on her head, right, mm-hmm. in the past as yep. part of mm-hmm. you know the maid outfit, which today's mm-hmm. generation doesn't even know what that is. No, right. they don't wear it. That's so yeah. yeah, so it's it's kind of dated, uh, and it mm-hmm. dates the company. Uh, look at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Starbucks probably is I, I and I don't know the exact number, but they've changed their logo at least seven to ten times. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's constantly evolving, and, and so changing a logo for Starbucks is not something that is inexpensive. So think about every single Starbucks in this country has to get. Every exterior monument sign changed. Every sign that's on the building changed. All of the door logos and any other logos that are within or outside of their store. Not to mention all the cups have to be printed. So it's a cost that is huge for them, but Mm -hmm. they constantly evolve. And and you have to. I I think uh, think it was brilliant. it was like you say the logo was dated most people didn't know really what it was and mm-hmm. uh and and now it's it's more appealing i think it is yeah any yeah Absolutely. any comments i mean have you you've seen the logo have you do you feel yeah it's, i think uh, it's a bit more it's a and you also have kind of added a tagline to it a neighbor mm-hmm. a neighborly company right so it's a neighborly company it, yes 
Yeah, so it's it's more again a service-based economy, right? It wants to be even though it's a national presence, they want the neighborly feel. So it's like having mm-hmm. a neighbor come to work on your house versus oh, I'm having this sterile corporation come. And they, and they chose a color that's very feminine, pink, right? And cuz yes. who usually hires the maid? The women. So Mm, depends on usually, the market. Not actually, always, but, but usually, yeah. Not always, but yeah. majority. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of our other Molly maids is actually uh, a trend breaker because more men actually uh, make the decision than women, which we know. You know who I'm talking about, right, Ray? No. Arnie. Arnie is that oh, way? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I didn't know that. He, he never articulated that to me. No, actually, I found that out one day. Um, one of the Mollies <laughs> that covers a lot of the downtown area has a whole lot. Oh. Of, it's it's almost break even, slightly, if I remember right, slightly um, trending male. Um, but that's about the only one that I know of that, that's that way. Uh, all right, so if uh, we're starting to run toward time, um, what I want to ask is that if you're talking to a uh, company that's just starting out, what would you tell them on how to brand themselves? So I would tell them that they should definitely invest thought time into it and make sure to be consistent. Uh, the key is consistency. Um, and like I mentioned before, you're never going to see a Coke logo outside of that red. Uh, understand that whenever you're doing an ad and whenever you're doing any type of promotion to your company, make sure to be consistent. People, when they see things over and over again, remember them. Heck, we were talking about jingles that we remember and different mm-hmm. you know, things that we remember that are defunct 20, 30, 40 years ago at this point. So the branding is effective, but you have to manage it yourself, and you need to make sure you stay on it. All right. I think that's great advice. Ray, what's your last question? My last question is how does people get a hold of you if they want to uh, uh, if they want your services? Sure. We Michael. can be called on the phone at 630-289-7082. Or if you'd like to see any of the work that we've done or examples of work that we've done, you can see us on the web at Mark Your Inc. That's INC for Incorporated.com. Say that URL Mark again. Space. Mark. Mark your space Inc. INC.com. And here I always thought it was Mike okay. your space. Dot. Never mind. I keep um, telling you, Fred, I'm not a, I'm not a sound company. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, 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 I Maybe you should get the domain name MikeYourspace.com and just redirect it to Mark Your Space. I don't know if that might work. Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been talking with Mike. I know him as Mike, but uh, he goes as Michael these days. Change of brand. No, I always there. go by Mike. That's fine. For okay, me. fair enough. Good. Now it's just kind of scary. As All my clients call me Mike. Okay. Mike Sobel, of, uh, CEO of Mark Your Space. If you need help with branding or signage or wraps or things like that, give them a call at, what was that number again? 
1-800-273-7082. And you better give them the website again so that way I didn't redirect anybody to the wrong site. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Fred. Mark, M-A-R-K, your, Y-O-U-R, space, S-P-A-C-E, and then Inc, I-N-C, dot com. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. All right, Ray. Thank you very much for having me. We'll have you back. We'll come back and have you back and talk more about branding as we go through the year. So now, Ray, we we have Holly A. Ford with a new clip. Hi, this is Holly Ford with Sarian Firm. Turning this weekend franchising, the government shutdown, and SBA financing. With a five-week-long government shutdown, SBA financing right now can't happen without bank bridge loans. Qualifications for those loans are stringent, and very few banks are playing the game. Once SBA reopens, the bank, the bank backlog will likely cause extreme delays in financing, and it, it, it actually just poses an interesting question. Is SBA financing the best way to buy a business? I'll answer that by saying it's one way to buy a business. So what are, the all, uh, what are all of the alternatives? Well, there's several, including conventional bank loans, home equity lines of credit, investor groups, partnerships, and even financing by the franchisor. All of these have their cons from interest rates to heavy personal collateralization, but there is one lesser known method, and I think it's one of the best. It's called a ROBS transaction. ROBS is an acronym for Rollovers as Business Startups. This is simply when a prospective business owner uses their own 401k, IRA, or other retirement funds to fund the business. And it's really quite brilliant. That ROBS is a tax-free transaction, no interest or debt payments, no income tax or early withdrawal penalties, and no impact on your personal credit or your personal assets. If you'd like to learn more about a ROBS transaction or funding your business investment, connect with me and I'll connect you with some of the best minds in financing. You can connect with me at holly at zarianfirm.com or 855-733-1337. Now for today's two-minute topic, as a lip gloss, preparing your business for a resale. Wikipedia says that lip gloss is often used when a person wants to add some color, but you know, don't want doesn't want that intense made-up look. Well, this is a great guiding principle for packaging a business for resale. We enhance what we have, but we don't cover up and we don't change anything of the business. Zarian works with sellers to plan their exit strategy and add the lip gloss to their business for resale with five critical steps. Step one is obvious, the financials. When preparing your P&Ls, get all of your personal items out of them. Get out your car loans, take out the personal cell phones, the vacations, etc. Make it very neat. Only items used for the generation of the business should be listed. Also, clearly delineate these personal items on your year-end taxes. Another thing on the financials is to keep working the business. Don't add any new expenses. It's not the time to grow. It's the time to tighten the ship. Step two is reputation. Gather and solicit from Facebook, Yelp, Google, review solicitations, customer surveys, all the positive reviews you can get. 
This confidence validator cannot be understated when positioning a business for resale. Step three is the assets. Make sure all, all of the assets are working properly and are in great condition. Think about this in terms of selling your house. If one toilet doesn't flush, the buyer's perspective is tainted. Now, he's looking for defects, not advantages. And remember, assets include the intangibles as well. Employees are an area often neglected when an owner is ready to transition. You want to make sure that all of those agreements are kept current, and you want to make sure that the employees continue to be compliant with the company's procedures. Step four is differentiation. I literally have a client get out a sheet of paper and write down everything that is unique and special and good about their business. Then the inverse, list all of their competitors' advantages. Only with these clear optics can you discern what your true business unique differentiators are. This is a powerful tool when selling the business. And finally, step five, the forecast. Zarian works with owners to create a forecast along with a viable growth plan. A sustainable business with a short and a long-term growth plan gives buyers an understated confidence and assists with bank validation and financing the venture. If you'd like to create an exit strategy with Zarian or just add some lip gloss to your existing business to prepare it for a resale, contact me at holly at zarianfirm.com. Next week's two-minute topic is entitled Through the Looking Glass, the five factors to investigate in a franchise resale. And today, finally, our highlighted franchise of the week is Johnny Rockets. Johnny Rockets is positioned as one of the fab four franchise industry brands. Johnny's is an international restaurant chain that offers food, fun, and friendliness in the classic, timeless, feel-good Americana. With annual sales in excess of $300 million, Johnny Rockets is a time-tested brand. It has extraordinary high awareness, a great customer loyalty base, and a very broad demographic appeal. Zarian just assisted a Johnny Rockets owner who sold four of his stores, and we had an extremely positive and a very seamless transition with the brand. If you're interested in learning more about Johnny Rockets or another fantastic franchise, call me at 855-733-1337 or email me at holly at zarianfirm.com. If you have any questions about this topic or any other question regarding franchising, email me at holly at zarianfirm.com and we can cover it on a future episode. This is Holly Ford of Zarian Firm on Pillars of Franchising saying, see you next week, same bat time, same bat channel. Thanks, Holly. Um, great, uh, great clip and we're happy you're back from Cuba. Um, I don't think she brought me a cigar though, so when we got her on next time I'll have to take her to task for that you know a good cuban cigar even though they're bad for me yeah i still like what can i say well uh, uh, as a great president i once knew uh basically said he didn't inhale so i mean <laughs> if you don't inhale right <laughs> i mean the cigar can't be that bad yeah true that um and actually, I think that'll probably want to be the next great uh, businesses that need or industry vertical industries that need branding. Um, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Michael was good. We had uh, a lot of fun. 
great information uh, about branding, uh, which is extremely important. And that's one of the pe- reasons people buy a franchise too, as well, is uh, yeah. because it is so important. So um, I, I give Mike a, a lot of crap because I've known him uh, many, many years. And I will tell you, of the, he is one of the, the people I would go to for a sign because when we used to have the caffeinated connections uh, morning uh, coffee uh, in the Western Burbs, uh, he built us a sign that it, um, we still have, and you could fill that thing with sand, and it would it would stay still in 150 mile an hour winds. <laughs> um, I used to say if there were a nuclear blast, I would hide under that sign. It was so sturdy. So um, he's definitely a sign guy you can trust. Um, so we've got uh, we've got some uh, great guests coming up. I won't spill the beans there, but um, I will say from our past guests, I'm expecting to talk to um, our guest from last week, uh, Terry Davis. Um, I hope I didn't mangle that name right, um, because uh, he's had some great response from the show, and I know I've had people asking him about it, and. I'm also expecting to get back uh, our friend Tomer um, uh, from Blast Point. Um, I had a really good call with him last week, so I think he's going to be back, and I'm hoping we can announce some really cool news about uh, Pillars of Franchising and Blast Point. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. So let's take our last uh, commercial break. And hear from, yes, Holly. Varian Firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business resale space. The average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business. Varian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business and values the business using a sophisticated algorithm. This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Zarian gives our sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business. But all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the standard in all other brokerages. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. Learn more at ZarianFirm.com. That's ZarianFirm.com. So, one last thing before we say goodbye. Today's the 24th. Um, Next week will be the 31st, obviously. Um, And our one-year anniversary of the show is on February 2nd, which, of course, there's no show that day. But can you believe it? We've been broadcasting for almost a year, my friend. I can't believe it, really. Uh, I mean, even Mocha is barking about it. <laughs> go Mocha, or as I like to say, go Pillars. Um, <laughs> and, and the wildest thing about it, yeah, she is. The wildest thing is yeah. people have not only heard of uh, heard of the show or listened to the show all across the U.S., but I've gotten feedback from other countries that they've heard us. So, like, oh, dude, wow. you're becoming internationally famous. Ooh, I can live with that. 
California Chamber of Commerce meeting last night uh, event and I was talking to a couple of SCORE mentors there and um, we're actually talking about they they, uh, they really like to have a, um, a SCORE workshop on podcasting and internet radio so I know you may have to come out here and do the, sh- do the workshop with me my friend oh okay that gives me an excuse to drive out there then we could see who else we could interview there. So I'll see what we can work out. But think about that. Even even Score is starting to listen to us. Pretty cool, isn't it? it that is. That is. And I think our listeners would be interested in what they would have to say, too. I think that would be a very uh, interesting show. Okay. I'll see if I can book them on. Um, yeah, that works. All right. So yeah. until next week, my friend. Keep working on the franchising. Well, uh, I will do that, and I'll also try to stay warm because we're expecting a minus seven to, uh, tonight. But uh. <laughs> yeah, stay warm and watch out for the snurt. <laughs> yeah, I'm well. All right, good talking with you and Michael. Bye all. Bye all. Bye. Bye.